Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company here on a Wednesday, crazy Wednesday, man. We had to have a really good show all booked up, and then uh, VGK does what VGK does, which uh, makes it quite a different show. Um, the end of the week here, we're actually going to get you ready each and every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for the hot dog eating contest. So we got a guest lined up at 340 that I think Willie's really excited about. And we're trying to cover different categories rather than just have on the participants of the hot dog eating contest. We're going to have folks who are in the eating world who are experts. So we're going to have an expert at 340. Willie Ramirez is here. We are at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Justin Watkins will be along in just a little bit with Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 766-1400. To call the guys, Matt and Justin and the rest of the crew, here at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. All right, Willie, I know you're ready to scrap over some stuff about the goalies with VGK. And then we got big news today. George McPhee, you mofo. And I mean that lovingly. Because we said it last week, man. If anyone is going to go full president and gm and this is Kelly McCrimmon as well, without emotion, without ties to the Stanley Cup, it's going to be these guys. And I was more referencing... The goalie, and I'll call it a quandary, but it's actually a really good problem to have between unrestricted free agents, young guys, and you know an older guy still around. They've got a really crowded room technically, and they're going to have to make some decisions there. And I was saying last week, I'm like, I'm glad McPhee's around. I'm glad McCrimmon's around because there's not going to be a many cases where, hey, you've been loyal, you just want us the cup. You know, here's a here's a big extension. In fact, they often go the opposite way. Whatever they think they need to do, they see the game at a different level. Even when there's high-level success, they pick it a partner like, could have been better. Now, I don't know if that's the reason for what happened today, but if you're just tuning in, one of the misfits, he helped him get a cup. He almost helped him get a cup in year one. Riley Smith is on his way out. We'll get to Barbie in a second, but your reaction to Riley Smith, one of the core players, traded to Pittsburgh for a third-round pick? It was clearly to, clearly to remove $5 million so they could make the in a, a corresponding move. They chose him over William Carlson, who makes is set to make 5.9. Jonathan Marchesaw, who is making five next year and will be a UFA in 24-25. So you're facing... A Con Smythe winner who will be demanding a big paycheck next year. They chose him over Ivan Barbashev. Alec Martinez is scheduled to make 5.25, will be scheduled to be a UFA next year. And Shea Theodore scheduled to make 5.2 over the next two years. They clear salary, Riley Smith, off the books, $5 million for the next two years, goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins. I was actually texting with your biggest fan, my mother, and or actually I called her on the drive over here, and she was like, "What she got to say?" She said, "Oh, your your step uh, Bill, who's yeah. my stepfather, okay. 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 
Bill was saying they need to get rid of him. I was like, yeah, well, that it's not. Be- they didn't get rid of him because Bill, my my stepfather used to play hockey like in Amherst, New York, back yeah, in the day, yeah. and he still thinks like to this day in his eighties, he thinks he's a hockey general manager. Him and him, all the, him and Uncle him, Paul, him and the rest, We're both of, hockey experts. Yes. So I was like, well, they didn't get rid of him because they didn't need him. They did it. I mean, they got a, a second round draft pick for next year in exchange. That means that they were doing a salary dump, yeah. not because the guy can't play. All three coaches that have been on this staff or that has led the coaching staff, Gerard Glant, Peter DeBoer, and Bruce Cassidy have all said how intelligent, if not the most, the smartest guy, the highest IQ that Riley Smith brings to a lineup. It was clearly because of a salary dump. Okay. We're pretty much not emotional about this. Uh, Broadcasters closer to the team might not be. There might be some media people who might not be. There are definitely going to be fans who are flipping out. Yeah. So what have you seen so far? Are fans melting down? They are. And, and I think, you know what? A lot of people, they love Riley Smith because he's such a kind-hearted guy who you never, you know, in the locker room, We I've never, you know, the only time I've ever had him turn me down for an interview, he was on the ice with the cup and his baby. I was like, hey, Riley, can I get you his Willie? I'm doing a bunch of family stuff right now. Let me. And he and he had and he was running around and I was like because to, to, he he immediately went from from me to putting his baby in the cup. So obviously, I mean, I'm not going to sweat him for that. But outside of that, he's never turned me down for an. I don't. I can't imagine that there's anybody else that he's ever turned down. But the crowd, the the fans beyond the misfit year and the years he's put in for this team, they somewhat fell in love with when he had the baby with Melissa and. You know, we all did stories. I know there was a couple of guys that did stories on, you know, first-time fathers. And there was a big joke at one point in one of the press conferences with Bruce Cassidy. Hey, well, we know what the off-season work looks like when you're a winning team because these guys are all having kids. So we know what they're doing during the off-season, right? Um, I did a story on him and Chandler Stevenson being first-time dads for Christmas. So, yeah, the fan base not only fell in love with Riley Smith, they fell in love with his home life, his wife, the baby, and just the person that he is. And let's not forget. There's a softball game that's going to take place, charity softball game that some fundraising that he's done, Golden Knights versus the Raiders. So not sure how that works or how that's going to affect things, but considering the guy that I've met for the last six years, six seasons, I'd imagine he'll follow through with it. How do you think his teammates are going to react? Uh, again, Riley Smith traded a couple hours ago. It's announced to Pittsburgh, one of the misfits. Um, I would say middle of the pack, high dollar guy on this roster, but they do need to trim things down. All around the NHL, which, you know, I, I either uh, later this week or early next week, we I want to get someone on who's a real money person around the NHL. What is going on in the NHL that they're not making enough money? Like, it seems like all the other leagues and baseball really doesn't have a cap. They have a soft cap. They've got a threshold. You pay taxes beyond that. But the NFL and the NHL, check that, the NFL and the NBA keep jacking up their cap number. And max deals are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. What's going on with hockey? Where teams like the Knights are right up against it, and then there's no bump the following year, and then they have to start trimming guys? What's happening with the sport? Well, I mean, how many people, I wonder how many people out there are like, hey, Gary Bedman, get it together. We've got great teams that are having to shed guys because your league's not bringing in enough money to boost a freaking cap. It's, it's, it's creeping up slowly. And, 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 you know, every year you see a different, I think that there was a, there was a, there was actually a release today 
um, if I can find it while we're on this topic, but where the um, where the, the annual salary, right? They they release what the annual salary or the the average salary, excuse me, across the league was. Mm-hmm. Um, the NHLPA and NHL announced team payroll range for twenty three twenty four. And if you go to it, it it's, uh, provides a lower limit of $61.7 million, a midpoint of $72.6 million, and an upper limit of $83.5 million. That's pursuant to the collective bargaining agreement. The payroll range established for the 23-24 year. So uh, you're making in the lower range of $61 million and the higher range of $83.5 million dollars right and that's why you see the high-end players making somewhere between eight and a half and twelve and a half while nfl quarterbacks are making 45 to 55 at the top end and nba players who just keeps going through the roof so a lot of this is on gary Bedman. get it together bro come on more money for the sport so that vgk doesn't have to lose guys like riley smith so they made a financial decision here and they've turned around and used the money it looks like on barbie yeah i have a barbershop five barbershop. years Five mil, uh, five years for twenty five million average annual value of five million per year. So it's an even swap in terms of the money. Riley Smith goes to a historic team, which certainly was looking to plug some uh, some holes. And I think that they also need a goaltender um, to shore things up. But it's not as if he went to a bad team. He just went to a team that sort of it's still got some veteran life left in it and could make a run with the right pieces. I mean. It sucks. It really does. I mean, from a from a humanistic standpoint, from a, a media standpoint, no matter how you want to look at it, like you said, we we have become sort of immune to it with when it comes to hockey teams. Um, I think I think if something were to take place, like with the Aces, like when Derek Hamby got shipped out, you sort of it's a it's a le- like the Raiders. It's like there's 53 players right on on the final roster, so you kind of eh, whatever. Okay, Derek Carr's gone. Next, who's in? Who who's the quarterback? But with this. It sucks, but he's not going to a fledgling franchise. I'm gonna start. I'm not gonna start naming franchises and, and disparaging names here. But at least the Pittsburgh Penguins are a team. Like it's a it's it's a hockey community. It's a hockey area. You know what I mean? It's it's a place where obviously Mark Andre Fleury got his start, came up with Sid Crosby. Um, so there are some names there that he could blend in, and with the right acquisitions by next season. Penguins could make a run in the Eastern Conference. You never know. So so why Barbie? Well, I think that what he brought to the top line in terms of physical, he showed that he could score goals. He's a multi-Stanley Cup championship uh, champion, you know, um, and he blended in right. And I think that they saw longevity, longevity with this guy. That's why they signed him to five years. Um, I also think that the, what they feel that they could get out of him I mentioned earlier some of the guys who are like Carlson's on he he signed through 26-27 but Marchessault is a UFA through next year through this next season. So after next season he can pick and choose where he wants and he can demand a high dollar regardless of what happens next year. Right? I mean, he could have a productive year and the team doesn't do anything but he was the consummate winner. He now has that on his resume. He can demand a high dollar. So I think that they're setting themselves up. They're looking at the long term and how they want to set things up. If you look at the guys that they have on through 25-26, Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, Carlson, Barbashev, Nick Waugh, Paul Cotter. Some even beyond that. But 
we don't see excuse me we don't see any of those guys come up in terms of a free agent until jack eichel 26 27 so i think they're looking long term um and i think that i mean barber he's he's a good player if you look at the overall hockey skill um in, in, in terms of the physical aspect of it i think that he has that edge on riley smith hockey iq i couldn't tell you because i don't have any my hockey iq you know is probably three so but when it went by watching hockey and just watching them play, Riley Smith can make things happen. He's smart. He knows how to pass. He knows how to make things happen, and he can be effective at times. Barbashev's a guy who's not afraid to hit. He can score. He can make things happen. And, again, he blended in on the top line. That's what you need. Giveaway time. NBA Summer League's in town here in Las Vegas. We've got four tickets to day five on July 11th. It's here the 7th to the 17th at the Thomas & Mack. Caller 7, 364-1100. 364-1100. You can grab your own tickets at unlvtickets.com. But right now, Ari's got NBA Summer League tickets, a four-pack, day five, on the 11th of July, 364-1100. And reminder, you can just go to lvsportsnetwork.com. You're not guaranteed the tickets. But if you sign up at lvsportsnetwork.com out front, on that front page, uh, you get a chance to win two tickets in the Michelob Ultra Courtside Lounge, the Courtside Lounge. Sign up, do that before... July 7th, that's up at lvsportsnetwork.com. Cofield and Company is live at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 702-766-1400. Hanging at the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. So big news of the day, VGK has moved on from Riley Smith. Shocking to a lot of people. He's one of the misfits, one of the original guys on this VGK squad and just helped deliver a Stanley Cup in year six. Ivan Barbashev is going to stay around, so they moved some money in Riley Smith, got a third-round pick, and Barbie is going to stay around. So we'll find out some of the reasons for that decision a little later in the show. We'll play some of the sound bites from uh, Kelly McCrimmon speaking right now, right? Yeah. So we'll be grabbing that. Kelly McCrimmon, GM speaking. So I'm sure he'll, he's addressing the trade and the subsequent move with Barbie. And I'm sure also uh, potentially discussing the mix at goalie. And want to give you a heads up. We're about uh, 40 minutes away from, you know, Willie's really good on the NHL and on VGK, but, you know, the guys who are dedicated every day to do it 12 months a year, uh, RTHG and uh, Millard and Magnum will be checking in on Fox Sports Radio, Las Vegas. Yep at four o'clock so make sure you uh, switch over to them if you're a hardcore vgk fan and you're all fired up about riley smith so you know it's funny a couple of years ago there were rumors that smith could be going bye-bye potentially because again you know you're, you're running a tight ship here and money they got to move things around to it make was, sure it they was have, last summer was it last summer yeah. so there was a little bit of doubt about the charity softball game over at LV Ballpark back then, and I think it's still going to go on. It's July 22nd, so we're inside of, what, four weeks away from Riley Smith. I would assume he's going to be involved. I assume he's not going to be seething by then. Um, you looked at the rosters. Did you see anything interesting? No, because I think it was the it was real basic. Um, they didn't have the like – we, like, we'd yet to see – the former knights that were going to commit to come in town. Like I would imagine Ryan Reeves, he has home here. He loves that thing. Like I would imagine we'll see. Ooh, we got to get him on. Eric Howell. You're tight with him. Come on now. Eric Howell. 
Um, Nate Schmidt. Yeah, Schmidt will come back. Why not? He's played in it since he got yeah. Okay. Yeah, he played in it last year. Yeah, they've been they play in it every year. Um I, I can't it's it's not gonna go away. I think Riley will they Smith, rename his team or will it still be team Riley Smith? It'll still be t- because it's his it's his baby. And yeah. then once he goes, who who knows he'll take it over, but it's still his yeah. baby and he and he's not that type of guy. He's gonna he's gonna run it, he's gonna be there, and that'll be his farewell to everybody. At least he'll have a farewell. It's not like yeah. you know what I mean, that'll be his goodbye. Uh, the crazy thing is, welcome to Major League Sports, folks, right? We're still going through. We I don't know if we are, but part of Raider Nation is still going through the breakup with Derek Carr. Derek Carr, it's hit him really hard. Yeah. He can't stop talking about it in New Orleans. Uh, we're still going through, and it's going to be present until the better half of Darren Waller is out of Vegas, and I still think he'll be a guy that's remembered, but we're still, you know, tight with Darren Waller as a city, right, with his charitable work. People here still love Flurry. He ain't coming back anytime soon. Um, but, you know, players move. Legendary players, even in markets where the team's only been here for, you know, three, four, six years. So you're going to see that that game is going to be cool. Team Riley Smith has Riley on it. And, again, this is uh, July 22nd. Reading some notes the other day, it's almost sold out, so – they sell out the 10,000-seat ballpark. Uh, Eichel will be there. Keegan Colasar, Nick Haig, you know, get a little size, a little power. Shea Theodore. Logan Thompson. We'll see about that one. We've got a developing story there with uh, Willie and VGK Hardcores. And then on the Raiders side, uh, captain is Max Crosby. Dylan Parham, Nate Hobbs, Trevin Merrig. Daniel Carson and uh, Adam Hill's favorite, AJ Cole. I think he likes Carson a lot too. So those are some of the names he's, he's that will be out guys. there. And I'm sure we'll see a game that, what are the games been in the past? Are they usually like uh, 35, Haven't 28 the games? You going this year? Nope. You have to. Sporting Tribune's going to watch out there. Nah, Softball else. game, home run derby. That'll be so You'll be out there. You'll one of the kids out there. No. One of the, one of the kids. It's all, you guys have a, the veteran crew. Nah. You got to be at the softball game. Steve will love that thing. Steve Carp? Yeah. We'll send him or Kevney. Will, are you an assignment editor now? I said wheel. Okay. Wheel okay. said as a group. Okay, huh. right. I would. I'd love it if you just said I. You know what, Steve? Do it tonight. I'm uh, actually. Kalua's got a lift. Actually, I got to watch Kalua lift. Actually, uh, I, I, I was driving. I was driving. Should I admit this on the air? Um, I was driving in at a red light, and I I texted Steve, or actually, I talk texted into the phone. Hey, are you going to do something on Golden Nights? I'm on my way to the radio show. He's like, let me call Arash. So. He's not going to work. Yeah. It's a dream work. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you have veterans that communicate. Yes. Rather than, you know, people that point the finger. <laughs> don't get all accusatory. Don't, don't, <laughs> I don't know what that's called. That's just I, don't, a, I don't know what the term is for being subtle and sneaky and sarcastic. That's a garden kind of variety the vocal, comment. The vocal subtweet. That's a, you said teamwork. So I said, you know, that's teamwork. a garden variety comment about there are, there are workforces in which yes. people just point the finger and say, no, you do it. No, you do it. Well, they didn't get done. Well, I thought they were going to do it. That's in general. It yeah. has nothing to do with anybody. Let's just start putting words in my mouth. Had enough of that on Twitter. Now your mom, now your mom's wondering why you're yelling. Why don't at me. you stop me when I'm yelling? Hashtag, not my job. Uh, three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. We've got four tickets for the Aces. Well, it's the Sunday game coming up against Connecticut. Connecticut's a good team. The only team that has taken down the Aces. Four tickets in the ESPN Fan Zone. Fan Zone is brought to you by West Star Credit Union and Finley Volkswagen Henderson. You can grab your tickets, 
for the MUA, Mick Ultra Arena at AXS.com. But Ari's got a pair. Check that four pack, 364-1100. Caller seven, Aces game Sunday. Cofield and Company will be right back. Keep it here on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM. Now, back to Cofield and Company at the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, rolling on here on a Wednesday, very busy Wednesday. We'll get back to Riley Smith and Barbie moves with the with the Vegas Golden Knights after four o'clock. Justin Watkins is going to be in. We're here at the Battleborn Broadcast Center on this Wednesday, as we are on so many Wednesdays. Ari's back in the Finley Toyota Studios. So I wanted to follow up quickly on something we had talked about later in the show yesterday. You know, not everyone listens at five thirty and three o'clock the next day. Okay. So we try to sprinkle back, mm. finish up some, clean up some loose ends, right? Okay. So we were talking yesterday about uh, women's basketball and some big ticket items that are coming up, like Liberty and Aces this week. Exclude the postseason. We we're talking regular season games. Mm-hmm. And I was asking about Angel Reese and LSU coming here in a four-game quad header at the Fortress in November. And Angel Reese and Kim Mulkey and LSU are going to be here. And I was comparing, contrasting, and asking, hey, what's the biggest ticket in women's basketball between these two games? What will be the hardest, you know, the highest price ticket? Now, the difference is Aces play in an arena that can max out at like 10-5. I assume they're going to have T-Mobile that day configured for the full house because they also have USC men in town. And if that doesn't ring a bell for you, that means that LeBron's son, Bronny James is coming to town. And by the way, he's coming twice because he's also coming back in December because USC is scheduled to play Gonzaga here on December 2nd, which is interesting because the PAC 12 championship is in Vegas on December 1st, which means USC football could be here. So USC could be filling up a lot of hotel rooms, fans, for a back-to-back on the first and the second. uh, I was asking, you know, after the whole ticket discussion with the women, hey, who's more popular nationwide? Whose brand is bigger? Bronny James coming out of high school or Angel Reese coming off a national championship and then all that NIL money, which she's making, you know, over a million dollars, supposedly this coming season. She's doing commercials already. She's doing, yeah, she had the whole thing with the ring and the face thing. Who's, Who's the bigger presence uh rhino derrick one of our p1 sent in you know just for information i think it was uh ig uh angel reese has two million followers Bronny has nine million yes. but talk about the stars I mean, we've got the match this week with mahomes and kelsey Boo! and by the way to kelsey enough with the you've never lost in vegas the line works once you don't have to use it during every friggin' interview and press conference cut it out bro but they're going against steph and Clay, so Warriors and the Chiefs. But I started getting more amped up when I when I looked into it. I was like, man, Bronny's going to be here twice. And then that quadruple header with probably Angel Reese and LSU playing in some sort of afternoon tip, you know, say that goes at 3 o'clock our time, and then Bronny and USC are the back end of another double header starting at like 9. What a freaking day on November 6th. That's going to be cool. It's going to be very cool. And as we talked about, like, how would you get, cause everything is November 6th, but time to be determined for this hall of fame series. 
how do you align them? And um, there's no doubt that however you set it up, yes, LSU is the defending champs and it's a big storyline with Angel, but when you have Aaliyah Gales and her story, and not just local, but the the backstory on a national level and what she's overcome, um, that's what I'm – I think for me, more than anything, that day is is what I'm most looking forward to. You brought up the December 1st, December 2nd. I hadn't even thought about that. And you, I don't think we brought it up yesterday. But talk about a star-studded weekend in terms of just two power names. Out of all those athletes that are going to be here, if USC makes it to the championship, Caleb Williams, Bronny James. I mean, those could be two of the higher-priced athletes in the next five years, professional athletes in the next five years, and you're getting them on back-to-back weekends in their youthful days. So, yeah. Depending on how the Raiders season goes, you could be seeing the Raiders quarterback of the future playing on the field if USC makes the Pac-12 title game. So you said a real interesting story in – uh, and this relates to Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and Haley Van Lith and the explosion, Cavender Twins, mm-hmm. Livy Dunn, the explosion of female athletics in college when it comes to money and name image likeness bankrolls. Willie sends over uh, U.S. women's national team star Megan Rapino says next month's World Cup will blow the lid off of global business opportunities for women's sports. Why hasn't that happened already? Why Why does it feel to me like the biggest thing that's happened in women's sports over the last 25 years is the recent trend with NIL and all the college stars? I feel like that is – I think the women's team has made a lot of money and has helped grow the sport and has helped female sports in general. Am I way off here? Am I am I caught up in what have you done for me lately? Recency bias where I think the college athletes and combined with the WNBA has begun to blow the lid off in a way that I don't know that the US women's national soccer team ever has. Well, I would disagree. Uh, I'm sorry. Um I think that where she's going is that Every four years, Steve, do you, do you – no, okay, our guy Adam is a soccer guru, right? Are you? No. Okay. When I watch soccer, generally, I'm watching the Women's World Cup. I'm watching the U.S. team. The fact of the matter is, every four years, we get enamored by them. They bring so much exposure to women athletes. Right. Okay, so now I think what she's saying, as, as women's sports has evolved, yes, you're right, it has been exploding. Whatever they got planned, whatever is going to take place, whatever marketing is in place and what they're going planning on doing, is going to blow it off the roof. Meaning, it's it's like, yeah, you're you're right, but in the dub, right? They're still talking about look at their salary cap. They're making money. Kelsey Plum told us at Opportunity Village, don't let's not let's not be coy. We're making money, but salary wise and, and endorsements. Well, I think what she's saying is now it's going to go. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now it's ripe. It's perfect right now because everything's at its height, like you said. Yeah, everything is peaking. Now it's time to blow the lid off. Well, are the are the women's is the women's soccer team going to take advantage of the groundwork been that's been laid the last year? 
by other female athletes, or are they going to take it to another level? No, I think that they're going to take advantage of the groundwork they've been laying every four years for the past how many okay. cycles, and now they're so the, what you're talking about that's taken place over the last year right. is benefited off of this. Oh, no doubt, yes, no doubt. But in so, terms of blowing, I don't know what blowing the lid off means. And I don't know either. Because I just think it's, I just think it's whatever they're talking like. The, they're saying hey, the 2023 Women's World Cup is set to become the most attended standalone women's sporting event in history. So they're going to use that to right. take advantage of marketing and whatever else takes place. But they're really they must be putting together an incredible marketing plan. And they're going to blow this thing, as she said, out the root, and it's going to help women. So it's just it's a continuing ongoing effort. And I think it's part of the hype. It's like us buying into Power Slap or WWE. It's part of the mechanism. Megan Rapino is out there saying, get ready. So now we're all on pins and go, what is she talking about? Cofield and Company is live at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 702-766-1400. Hanging at the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, brother. I'm warning you right now. I'm warning you right now, okay? Hmm. We have sports guests on. We're good. We stay calm. I'm here, brother. See what happened? I got all excited. So, see what happens when you talk smack. I know. I know. I was talking smack. It's uh, it's tough. But uh, we have athletes on. We're good. We get people who are sort of on the periphery of the, I shouldn't even say that. I would punch someone in the face for saying competitive eaters are not athletes. But you get my point? We get people from other realms that we enjoy. We get a little gaga. So Raina Wong is on the horn with us. I want her to describe what she is because we've got, this is really the, the week that everyone starts looking at competitive eating. We look at it every day. Raina's with us. It's Steve. It's Willie. How are you? Hey, Raina, how are you? Good, how are you? We're good. We're very excited. We're very excited. We are we are competitive eating geeks, and I've been watching your videos for a while, and I was like, you know, she's an insider on the stuff. She's an expert, so we got to talk about the hot dog contest. I know you're not in it, but we got to talk about that and then who you are, so we appreciate you coming on on, on short notice because you have to admit, you are, a big, you, you are a big star now, right? Yeah, I would say so. Thank you. Yes. Well, you are. I mean, your social media <laughs> presence is massive. Tell people in our audience how you've gained so much fame and what you do up on social media. So I am known for competitive eating. I go around everywhere traveling, uh, doing food challenges. And it all started off with my first ever food challenge. Without any training, it was a four-pound burrito, and I was able to finish it in six minutes. And I've been doing that uh, for the past five years, and now here I am. It's crazy. All right. First of all, what, what prompted the first challenge? I mean, no mere mortal looks at a giant burrito and goes, you know what? I'm going to eat that as fast as I can. Well, I've just eaten a lot all my life and I didn't know it was such a big thing. And then I'd never even heard of a food challenge before until one of my coworkers told me about it. And then they're like, you eat a lot. You should go try this. And I was like, <laughs> okay, why not? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, we're, we're kind of a big show. Willie's not, but I'm kind of a fatty. We have other big guys. Like when someone tells, especially a woman, when someone tells a woman, you eat a lot, that can be insulting. 
You know, to me, I don't. I don't think I find it insulting because I think subconsciously I know I do eat a lot, but I'm just like, I am who I am. I like to eat food. It is what it is. Folks, we're going to do the best job we can with Raina of putting this in perspective because her volume eating is crazy. So first of all, if I described you as a volume eater versus a speed eater, is that insulting? Are you more of a volume or more of a speed? Um, I would say I'm a little bit of both, but it's not insulting in any way because I'm, I, yeah, like I said, I'm just known for both. I don't really do any either in an extreme, but I do do like a really fast contest as well as, you know, challenges where you sit there for an hour and eat as much as you can. But you have done speed competitions because I, I think I, I was watching, I know I was, I was watching a video earlier. It was a giant pizza slice, but by giant, it was basically like a, it looked like it was a freaking 20 inch pie and it was like, maybe yes. a third or more of the pie. And you ate that in like two minutes and 30 seconds. So you can hang with the speed eaters. Wait, wait, wait. No, I didn't eat that in two minutes, and 30 seconds. I ate that in 25 minutes, but yeah. It was oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. It was a big one. It was a big one. Um, so I want to, I want to tear back the curtain here. You do this for what? Like, how do you actually make money? Do the, do the restaurants put up challenges where you get a certain amount of money? Do you get paid directly? Is it all off of social media action? So um, there, the challenges, some of them do come with a cash prize, and some eating contests also come with a prize. Um, but, yes, my main income is from social media. I have uh, an outlet on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and um, Instagram. So they all pay. Nice. So you're making a good living off of this, off of yeah. gorging, going into restaurants and destroying their challenges. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, Raina Wong is with us. Willie, go ahead. So Raina... <clears throat> when it comes, let's say, let's let's put in let's try to do an analogy here, but like bodybuilders, right? They mm -hmm. or powerlifters, they perform in on a day to day basis, practicing in the gym, and then they get in their competition. For you, do you because of what you do, competitively or for social media, are do you have to eat an abundance of like what's your caloric intake on a normal? Wednesday, if you're not doing a, a social media post or preparing for a competition, what's a caloric intake for you? It's actually very normal. Like on days I don't have a competition or anything, like I just eat very plain, just like rice and soup and vegetables. I'm actually not even that big of a meat eater. So I actually eat very light just to like take a break from all the uh, competitive eating. And then I know that we've had some competitive eaters on in the past and I've asked this question, what is your training regimen? Because your body has to go through a certain, you know, process for, from a digestive process to absorbing certain things, whether you're doing a challenge that, that involves carbs or protein. So what do you train? Do you go in the gym? What, what, what sort of workouts do you do? So I just do a lot of cardio and I do a lot of power walking. And I, I know people kind of laugh when I say walking, but my power walking is like faster than some people's jogs. And I do that with weights <laughs> in my hands for like two hours straight. And um, on days where it's really hot, I also do a lot of swimming. A lot of what? Swimming. Oh, swimming. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good, that's actually, a lot of people don't realize it. That is the hardest thing on your body, but could be the best yes. thing because every muscle in your body is incorporated in a swim workout. Yes. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Raina Wong's with us, competitive eater. She is all over uh, IG, and I see you all the time up on TikTok. I think, was that you in a video the other day? Were you down at the M pool? Uh, so, I mean, like, in my videos, are uh, like, I spread it out. I mean, I was yeah, yeah. at the M resort, but, like, 
it was a while back, maybe like three okay. weeks back. Yeah. I like that philosophy. I feel pressure. Like my social media is terrible, but I feel pressure to put everything up like every day. And if I don't put it up the next day, I'm like, ah, it sucks. I'm not going to put it up. But, but we're talking to an expert here. You can space things out, right? You can let it breathe. Oh yeah, of course. That's why I kind of have like the illusion of like, I do competitive eating every day, but I just right, right. like to sit out. Yeah. yeah. How often do you do challenges? Well, when I'm on tour, which I did just come back from, I, Almost, I do it almost every single day, but like when I'm just at oh home, God. I do it maybe like once a week, not even that often. But like when I and do like these hardcore like tours, that's when I stock up on the content, you know, and I spread it out. I'm, I'm taking a guess here. You do you live here? You live in Southern California, live in both because that's it seems like that's where most of your videos are. I live in Southern California, but yes, okay. I do travel very often, and Vegas is I, I come to Vegas very often. Why do you like Vegas? I mean, what's not to like about Vegas? I don't know. I just like Vegas. <laughs> who who has better Asian food? Because that's a lot of your challenges is Asian food. Yes. Um, I would say California just because I think yeah. it's bigger. But Vegas, you know, has so much diversity, too. So, I mean, both places have very good Asian food. So you start digging into something. Like we talked about burritos earlier. I saw you do – I've seen you do a couple of, like, just ridiculous pho challenges. I mean, it's, just, it's so much liquid. I don't know how the hell you do it. But <laughs> how important is the taste? Like, if you're in a challenge and you're going to get money, have you tasted stuff and you're like, oh, my God, this is not good, but uh, I got a soldier on? Um, yeah, definitely. When I'm doing food challenges, my mind kind of goes blank, you know, because you kind of, like, get in the zone. It is a sport. So I kind of just – don't even try to taste the food. I'm just eating as fast as I can before my mind can tell me, hey, you're full, stop eating. So, you know, I'm just zoned out and I'm just eating as fast as possible. All right. So now we're going to, we got to pull back the curtain, right? So okay. one, because one, I want, I just want some, I want some background information on the hot dog eating contest. I know you're not in it, but I'm, I'm going to lead up mm-hmm. to a little breakdown of that in a second. First of all, is there a competition amongst you guys who do competitive eating at a high level on social media? Like, like, we have Mickey Sudo on all the time. Like, do you want to stab Mickey? Or you, do you, like, hate Miley Skyler? Like, what's the relationship with all these people? Because there's so many of you guys up there now doing competitive eating. Um, I, don't, I don't interact with them. I don't have anything mm. against them. I mean, I'm yeah. just doing my own thing, doing my own social media and having fun with it, you know? Okay. So, like I said earlier, we're crazy about this hot dog eating contest. But I also know there's an underbelly to it that's interesting. Because... Mm. By my interpretation, if you eat in the, uh, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, are you part of a tour and you're kind of exclusive to them? I believe so. I, I, I mean, that was the reason uh, I did try to get into the Hot Dog Eating Contest, I think, within my first year of doing YouTube. But it, it was something about that, that I have to be exclusive with them, that I decided not to do it because i rather have my freedom, you know, kind of travel on my own and find my own content to do. Um, that's why I'm not in the Hot Dog Eating Contest. You, uh, your decision to do that, I'm, I'm assuming you just you make more money doing it on your own, right? Yeah, and I like the freedom. Like, I don't want to be like I, I don't I I don't see many of those like eaters in that organization do like the restaurant challenges, join other contests and stuff. You know, I just feel like the freedom is really important to me to do what I feel like is fun. Have you ever tried a hot dog eating contest with the buns and tried to do ten minutes? No, I haven't tried, like, to replicate that thing at all. But there is, like, a five-minute hot dog eating contest that I'm going to do in San Diego this 4th of July. So I'm excited to kind of see my kind of, like, numbers on that. 
Okay, in five minutes, what, what's what's the goal here? Are we trying to get like 20? Could you do more? Is that too much? I think 20 is a good guess. 20 could be a good Ooh. guess. So that would put you at 40 over 10 minutes, which that would have you in range. Is, that's just... That's just speculation, though, because, okay. like, um, five minutes is, like, half the time. And, you know, as you gradually do it, you pee a lot full. And I think okay. my capacity is not nearly as big as some of the eaters would to get to that 10 minutes. So I think five minutes is, like, a lot easier than 10. So that, that's but, crazy. Yeah, you say you're, you're, double it, yeah. How do you know your capacity is not as big when you're doing, you know, freaking giant burritos and pho? That's, it's interesting you said that. Well, because um, there is a thing called water training that I know a lot of competitors eaters do, and I know my limit is like a gallon and a half of water, which is roughly about 10 pounds of food, and I know these professional eaters can go up to like 20 pounds of food, which is insane. All right, we might have some controversy here, because I think the number, I think the the top three female eaters in the world are you, Molly Schuyler, and Mickey, but... Really? Wow, I, thank you. I, well, I mean, uh, based on what you guys are doing from a volume standpoint, I mean, I saw Molly, who's actually going to join us on Friday. I saw that she did a 10-minute contest, of, I don't know, a month ago, and she did 53 and a half, which would be a world record. So I don't know what's going wow. on here. I know. I Here's the here's what you're champion at. I've <laughs> Where did you come up with the idea? And let's not get perverted. Where did you come up with the idea for the one-bite sausage, the one-bite hot dog, or the one-bite pretzel dog? Because I don't know where the hell you're putting these things. I I don't know. Like, I didn't even intend for it to be such a thing, but it became such a thing. I just kept doing it, and I was just so many views. I was just like, okay, whatever. I don't care. So, yeah. All right, Raina. So here's the thing. I am fascinated by all of this. I am intrigued. I want to go out to eat with you. Oh, wait a second. But I don't She's know if I want what? to eat as much as you. Oh. Here's the thing. I can bring the business credit card, but what am I looking at for a bill depending on where we go? Because, I mean, I, I don't mind paying for dinner, but I, I, I got to see this in person. And I got I, I have to witness some consumption. But, I mean, I, I'm just curious. Would you, I, well, I would imagine challenges and with your popularity, a lot of this stuff is comped. But, like, are guys intimidated to take you out? Because, I mean, I would be like, well, wait a minute. How much is she going to order? <laughs> Well, no, because I've told you, like, when I'm not doing kavetta eating, I eat very normal. And I well, no, but don't, like, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you get, you go ahead. No, I was going to say just because I get that, but not knowing that there could be some guys that would be intimidated ahead of time. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But no, I mean, I mean, like most, most of them knows what they're getting into. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How many appetizers? How many entrees? You're going to keep eating? Yes, I'm going to keep eating. Uh, Raina, tell the Vegas audience who aren't familiar with you uh, the best places to go to watch your videos. And I'm telling you, folks, the feats that she's achieving are just crazy in terms of what she's eating. So where can they go? Okay. Um, you, uh, the, probably the easiest is on TikTok at Raina is crazy. R-A-I-N-A is crazy because you know, it has the fast videos that you can kind of see like time lapses of how, um, how much I'm eating. Randy, you're the best. I appreciate you uh, turning this around really quickly. And we definitely want to get you on down the road, and especially when you're in Vegas. So thank you so much. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. There you go. Raina Wong, um, we sent out a tweet earlier saying she was going to be on, and uh, one of the radio guys in Charlotte responded that uh, they also need a volume-eating expert because that's what she is. And guess what, folks? It's another one of those women. Because, like, Mickey Sudo, the hot dog champ, 
is not big. Reyna is not big. These are tiny people. I mean, Chestnut's a good-sized guy, but he's not some lard-ass. And the amount of food they're putting down, and as quick as they're putting it down, and the kind of shape they're in. Mm-hmm. Marvels. Marvels of athleticism. We might have to we have to drum up an eating contest for the show. 